Welcome everyone to the True Exact Show. I'm joined here with Brian, Eric, who you've seen in the past on these shows, my good friends. And today we have a guest, XSIQ. Now, he's a new upcoming rapper. I've known, Brian's known for what, like 17 years at this point? And um, he ventured into rap um, probably a few years ago and got really serious with it. And he's been building a bit of a following. Um, he's getting a little recognition, doing a lot of open mics. So I want to have him on. You know, he's a really cool dude. We've been friends with his brother for a while. So um, you're always nice. And I wanted to give you some platform to work, man. So uh, tell us how you got started with rap. I mean, you could always go on how you watch me and Brian do it when you were younger. <laughs> let's, not, let's, not, let's not talk about that. So how would you start in the music? Um, go into that, man. For sure. Um, before we get into that, you know, as we were saying before, we got this thing started. Just thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. This this is crazy that you got this thing growing at the pace that it's growing. I'm, it's just awesome to see, man. Team effort, man. Team effort. Thank you. Hell yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, as you guys know, but people don't, I have two older brothers and being the youngest of three, um, you're always going to look up to them and try to like mimic the things that they do, you know? So ever since I was little, uh, they always had a thing for rap and hip hop. So naturally I kind of followed suit and had a thing for rap and hip hop. Um, music has always kind of been a part of my life. Um, I've been playing drums since I was like three. So drumming and rapping have always kind of been this thing that have always been in my life but I never really went for rapping mm-hmm. until I discovered uh, this, the music label t- um, Strange Music with right. Tech 9 on it. Yeah. He kind of helped, he helped me realize that I can kind of fuse my knowledge of drumming uh, with my love of rapping. So that kind of piqued my interest in trying it out for myself. Um, but I mean, as far as, like I said, I've just been surrounded by what I feel like my whole life. Because not only by just listening to it from my older brothers, like you said, once we got into, well, once I got into high school, it was like there were people, including you guys, over the house, what seemed to be 24-7 with just a passion, always working at it. So it was just always present. And I don't know. I remember finally I heard two, two things in that, X, is that, me and Brian had zero influence in your life, which is great. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what, man? I remember, and I'm sure Brian does, when we would come over and record with your bro, like, you would just sit there and play video games. You were big on Halo, and you would, like, envelop it. And, like, you You're had just, the drums. like, soaking it in. Soaking it in. Yeah. You had the drums set in the corner. And, we like, I would always hop on it and, like, try to play. And you'd be like, stop <laughs> fucking on my drum set. <laughs> but, but you were, like, too shy to say it. So when you, like, moved into that, it was, like, eye-opening. Because we did do the song Death Wish, which still yeah. hasn't, you know, gotten finished five, five years later. Underground masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, like, how'd you go into – I know you, you said Tech 9 and um, one of the guys I was going to bring up was uh, Brian found him for me recently. I just got into UBI, who's, like, ah, incredible. And incredible. he literally reminds me of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, looks-wise and everything, like – <laughs> and is that one of the you veered towards the fast rap like chris calico and stuff so when you right. were in like the people who came over your brother's house none of them rapped like that me three, true. 
be free, Brian. Um, uh, um, I'm, Mighty. I'm drawing, Mighty, I'm drawing blanks, Kurt. Yeah, uh, everybody. Everybody who came over there to rap. No one rapped like that. So did you try like that first? And you're like, this just isn't me because you always had the drum shit in your mind, like tech. When I first, so when I first made attempts at writing, it, it never really, it was never super conscious of like, hey, like, okay, I'm going to rap like this. I just, I, I kind of tried, I kind of just tried my hand at it and that seemed to be how it was coming out. Um, but I think it's just kind of how I'm programmed at this point, man. I've just been, I've been so my brain has been so deeply involved in, you know, drumming and rhythms for so long that I just, I want, again, like I said before, like it, it really is just like me trying to take what I know from a different dimension, like a different world and try to translate as much of, as much of it as I can into this world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it makes sense that you would come off with that style because it's that rapid fire. Just like, you know, when you're putting up the videos of you drumming on the pad and everything. I mean, it's not like you're sitting there like tap, tap, tap. I mean, yeah. you're firing off on the thing. So, right. you know, that's what when you say you're, you're translating, you're taking that that's going on in your head. Okay, now, how can I translate this to words? You know, so exactly. it comes off like that perfectly. Exactly. And it, it's, it goes a little bit deeper than just, um, you know, having like these like, you know, like you said, like rapid pace kind of mm -hmm. patterns going on in my head like um where it all like the ability to even do it i think j comes from my background in drumming because in teaching and playing uh you you kind of learn to sort of speak drums um because you don't uh, always yeah. necessarily like you don't always necessarily want to use technical terms because it just becomes a lot of like mumbo jumbo at some points, comes a little like mm -hmm. redundant. So like, you'll just want to speak to each other where you'll say like, you know, the part that goes and like you say it instead of trying to say all the technical terms. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I've been like inadvertently practicing to rap this way for the past like 15 years, just from practicing how to say rhythms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, why'd you choose, how'd you get into drumming though? Like, did you, did you pick up like an oboe and was like, fuck this? No. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing against the oboe. Oboe's pretty badass. I'm a big oboe fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it actually kind of starts before I was even born, uh, because my father, um, is a guitar player, uh, still plays guitar to this day. And Tell him uh, I said was, hi, by the way. Tell him I said absolutely, hi. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. I will. Um, so he was in a band um, with a couple of friends, uh, including uh, my uncle, who was the drummer. Uh, and they were like, you know, in their day, like the local, like New Brunswick badass band for like people to go and see. Uh, but they would rehearse in our basement. So when I was born, they would still gig and do their thing. And when they'd be over practicing, uh, you know, every once in a while they'd go on break and when they would go on break, I'm told that I would like crawl over to the drum set and like hug the seat and basically cry until someone would pick me up and give me the wow. sticks and like let me bang around. Wow. So apparently it's like always something that I wanted to do. Kid who knows uh, what he wants. I like that. My mom used to have to bribe me in kindergarten with scratch offs so I wouldn't cry when she left. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's, I, I can't think back to a moment in my life where I wasn't drumming. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a pre-drumming memory. Now, when 8 Mile came out, that was huge for yeah. rap. Obviously, that's kind of how probably we all got in it. Now, did Drumline do that for you guys? Great question. Um, Thanks. I, I mean, look, I, I, I have a lot of time. I literally was just thinking that. That's Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> this is why we show prep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when the movie came out, uh, like I dug it. I was in high school. I thought it was really cool. Uh, just to like have our little niche world of drumline get like the limelight for a little bit, you know, and like yeah. be like in like a, a film. Um, that being said, oh it's, boy, <laughs> it's just it, it's just a little bit different from the world that I come from. Uh, the that's more showcasing the southern style like show band stuff, where where I come from is more of the uh, competitive, like super technically driven, uh, more of a kind of a, where it's more of like a sport mm. versus like a, a show thing for like the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more of like getting your ass in shape and like getting good at something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's um, really interesting. It, it has been great for the drumline community. Like it's been, it's given yeah. it massive exposure. Um, but as far as like, me personally like getting i was already in drumline like i was already in high school so for me it was more of like in you know when you're in high school you have strong opinions about things so it was kind of like it was cool but kind of not cool at the same time it was one of those right so you didn't like it like did you like hide that you did it just because you didn't know let's be honest you're a rapper you were pretty fucking cool if you were in like the drumline you weren't is that what you're saying so you tried to hide it the movie was Nick Cannon too. Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah. The problem is um, Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah. If it was DMX, it would have been way. Oh God. <laughs> There's just some things that, like, if you know, if you know a little bit about drumming and music, and then like you watch some parts of the movie, it's just kind of like. Ah, they they could have done a little bit more research. Like, there's a couple scenes in the movie where, like, you see Nick Cannon playing, and his hands are like floating, like a half a foot above the drum, just kind of like moving around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there's another part in the movie where, like, the two dudes are having like a like a face off or something, and like they have like he has like this thing like attached to his drum, where like when he plays, it like prints out what he plays on like a computer or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I don't think that's real. And two, the music that they show you on the page is not like it's it's not drumming music. It's hard to explain. It's like it's showing you like pitches and stuff as if you were playing like a wind instrument or something. Uh, like, like an elbow. Yeah, was exactly. Hollywood <laughs> doing there. Yeah, but you can't you can't expect him. He's not gonna fucking learn how to really play drums in order to be in that movie. He's a shitty actor to begin with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, let's not bash Love the Foster thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right? The freshman was a great movie. Just kidding. <laughs> so, so you, you Listen, teach... he's, got that, he's got that head wrap. <laughs> <laughs> but you, teach, you teach drumming. Um, this might be a weird question, but how much, how long does it take to teach somebody how to play the drums? And how long would you think it would, you would expect to teach somebody how to rap? I know that's you probably never heard that type of question. Like you can't teach people how to rap, but 
how would you go about doing both? You're so good at questions, Eric. All right, so <laughs> the, the main <laughs> difference, yes. the the main difference between the two that like jumps out at me like right away is when you're teaching drumming, you're not only having to teach someone like what to do up here, but they also have to like physically build up like their strength of their hands. So there's kind of like a physicality portion to it. Oh, along I'd be great. At, I'd be great at that, man, with how much my wrist <laughs> is moved and my fucking adolescence. <laughs> I'm sure we've all had plenty of practice. <laughs> He's very good with his right. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, no, go on, bro. Um, so I, I think, first of all, uh, drumming itself is one of those skill sets where like, it's it's kind of it's more difficult to start to pick up than it is to eventually like start to get good at you know what i mean like once you kind of like get a hang of the uh fundamentals of drumming like you'll you'll just start skyrocketing and you'll start to be able to expand uh, your do, vocabulary do you think as far it's as like do you think it's like some things like you're just born with it i think there is a level of that mm -hmm. For sure. I think there's a level of that as far as your ceiling, your potential ceiling, you know, like there's, there's levels to everything. And no matter how good you think you may be at something, dude, you'll, you'll find some random person on the internet who is just like, how is this even achievable type of thing? And then yeah. they'll turn and find somebody else. Then they'll tell you, yo, you think I'm crazy. Look at this person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's, there's, there's levels to everything. Now, uh, Bri, I, you know, I'm going to call you XS. Yeah, because we got two brands on here. I like that. XS. Cool. All right. All right. Um, I have to ask, now, when did you – because you were ahead of your time, in my opinion. Now, Brian, do you remember while we were downstairs rapping, um, and Brian, he, XS was upstairs. You were doing Twitch rapping fast and drumming before we even knew what the hell it was like yeah. and, and, and evil would sit there and be like, again yeah, my brother has like two thousand people watching him at a time and we were like what <laughs> like well, what's he doing yeah. so you built the <clears throat> following and as much as you don't th as which you've learned listen the fast rap stuff like it's not my forte mainly because i can't fucking do it and i get jealous but there's a there's an audience out there for it, man. Like there is. Like even like and I always tell Evo, there's one thing to rap fast, but you have to be able to say something. <laughs> like right. like logic can rap fast, but he's garbage. No offense. Logic can't rap fast. No, well, but when he tries, do. when he tries, it's not he's not saying anything. So like, yeah, oh he's congratulations. Not, he's not doing he's not doing tech nine fast. No, no, no. But like how did you realize what like how did you see that curve? to like Twitch and build an audience like that. Cause like you were doing that in like 2013, 2014 or whatever. Well, kinda, it pretty much came from, you know, like it, it was sort of like a stumbling upon it kind of a thing because I obviously knew what Twitch was. So I was on it and I was just, you know, checking it out. And uh, excuse me, one second. Oh, that's it. We're ending this interview. One sucks vodka on this I don't know if you've seen our other episodes, but... <laughs> we, we don't drink on here. <laughs> Apple juice. Uh, um, but pretty much, I just I came across other creators 
uh, on Twitch and I just saw people who weren't necessarily doing music. Like they weren't doing music at all. They were just, they were just on there doing what they loved. And it, I, you know, I, I kind of just saw it in that boiled down kind of way. Like I, I saw what they were doing, like they're playing their game, they're doing their thing, but like you just kind of boil it down and they're just doing what they love to do in front of a camera. You know what I mean? So I was like, Twitch has a music portion on it. Like you can, it has a music section. So I, I just, you know, one thing kind of led to another and I just tried it out and it kind of worked out. No one at the time was really doing any, anything like that. So it kind of just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. It was, it was pretty cool. Now, how, how cool was it when Recognize followed you back? It was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty wild. Um, I've had a couple moments like that so far uh, where Recognize followed me and I was like, holy shit. Um, and then you mentioned uh, Ubiquitous before, UBI. Yeah, we, we've reached out to him numerous times to try to get him on. He has not even blinked yeah. Keep trying, please keep. Oh, trying. I am. Tr trust me, we don't give up. I must Hell have tagged. Yeah. I must have tagged. We must have tagged disaster in like twenty things last week. <laughs> Go on. But then he finally fucking followed us. Yeah, that's finally right, that's followed. Right. Step that's one, right. Diz. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> Go on. So, uh, UBI. Yeah, his uh, his kind of like his partner in crime, the other half of their little group, Sess Crew. Sess Crew, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the other member, Godimus, mm -hmm. um, they both put out uh, kind of like solo uh, stuff as well. And uh, Godimus put out some some music. And on my Instagram, I made a video of me like drumming to his shit. And he commented and was like, yo, this is dope. And followed me. And we had like a cool little conversation. And that like, I feel like I, it was again i'm still i don't even know like what to say about it i feel bad because like in those situations i fangirl out real hard yeah and i and like i try really hard to not be like i, I love everything you do and I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i write when i dm people famous people mm -hmm. <laughs> so, if, yeah. so if you if you were put like I a just, famous side and and all that if you were to make a living off of one thing would it be drumming or rapping like, what's more of your passion? So if there was a guarantee that I had a route where I could either drum or I could either rap and I could comfortably do one of those things right. for the rest yeah. of my life, yep. I, would, I would probably have to say drumming um, only because it's, it's literally always been a part of my life. And at this point, it's literally like an extension of myself. Like, I feel like I am, I feel like the best version of myself is when I'm, I have a pair of sticks in my hands and I'm, and I'm drumming. Now, and you're amazing, you're amazing at it too. Like, really good oh, at it. Like, you, you remind you me really of, as good as Eric, I'll compare it because we're actually going to have him on Monday night. As good as Ryan Kelly was, he was as good. Okay. Like, it was very comparable, man. That, that's just, it's just interesting because people use rap and music and even poetry to express themselves through words, but you feel more comfortable doing it through drumming, through music without words. That's yeah. Just, that's, yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's weird. It's kind of like primal, you know, the whole drumming thing. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, it almost, it almost predates language, you know?
That's such an interesting way to fucking phrase it. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I never even thought about it. Like it that. makes sense. Like it's yeah. primitive shit. Like, it really, yeah. like it's a part of you are speaking. I'm yeah. to evolve. So you're saying I've evolved past drumming. That's what you're <laughs> I'm too evolved to be a good drummer. That would all make sense why I can't play instruments. <laughs> it's a compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not a anymore. <laughs> uh, so, um, I'll tell you a story about this next person, which is because we had him on vaguely after Word. we're done recording. Oh. How did it feel? <laughs> How did it feel to get? Because listen, I've had we've had a conversation with him. This guy was an was idol. Brief. <laughs> this guy was an idol, and I gotta give him better for doubt. I do want him on again because I I do. If you ever see this, how did it feel to make a song with DZK? When he got back to you. Because DZK to us, when we were in high school, like, and I, I we said that to him, like, he has no idea. The I know. He had know. on us. All Same with benefits. Same with benefits. All the songs, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. how did it feel to, like, DZK <laughs> to get back to you? Like, if what people all, realize with us, our group, Brian, our group, <laughs> like, DZK would be like, like, when, when Godamus got back to you now. That's how DZK was back then. Dude, first of all, I literally said that like same exact thing to him. I was like, yeah. dude, I was like, you just got to know. I was like, I don't know how often you get anything like this, but like you are like a literal legend. Yes. In like my circle. Yeah. Like, you yeah, are without a doubt. Like without literally doubt. amongst the top of all of them, you are there. <laughs> There's still people I show his shit like yeah. this day. Like, oh, yeah. you got to listen to Torture by DZ Cat. Yeah, like this, like, 12-year-old track. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was one of the songs. It's like it's, it's like that uh, 50 Cent line. He's like, I'm fucking with their minds. I'm making press for wine. Like, that was one of those songs where you're like, Always went to. Always went to. But, uh, dude, it, it's it's straight up. It was straight up surreal. It still kind of is. Like, it's it's it almost never really hits you that, like, that. this is the person that you're like speaking to and working with, you know what I mean? Even like, dude, he finally sent us the verse and we're sitting there listening to it. And like, it, you just hear his voice come on and it's like, this is fucking. You're like, holy shit, he's on yeah. this fucking song. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like my voice stopped and then his voice started. It was kind of like with, with me personally, like when we did have Thesaurus on, it was just like, wow. Like, they, like, we're literally talking so cool, to this motherfucker. It was so like, cool. you know? Yeah. So, but, but, like, you said you get a little fangirlish. When you get older, though, it like, you realize they're just people, you know? So, like, whatever. Yeah. He hit you back. But did he take that as a – like, was he aware how big he was in our circle? Or no? Or was he just – He never really opened up about it to me personally, you know? He just kind of said, thanks. <laughs> where, was he, where was he big? Was he big in, like, the Northeast? Like, did he have, a like, a – like a base. Well, he's from he's from what Virginia. DC. DC. Yeah, yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, I mean, he's, he, he was, was he's big on like the East Coast. Yeah. I don't know West Coast reach, but I mean, how many weeks was he number one on SoundClick? SoundClick, like, yeah. I mean, dude, you you go on SoundClick and like, I mean, that was the page back then for like yeah. underground music, essentially. And if you go on there, I mean, his songs were literally at the top whenever he would put a new one out. It was yeah. DZK right at the top every time. So, yeah, so – and I do want to have him on again. I don't want to turn this into – yeah. But, he, um, was, he was essentially be... an unsigned Eminem. Yeah, yeah. for the most like, part, yeah. And he was doing – yeah, so how was it just like – now, did you feel 
I, I haven't heard the song in a while, but like, did you feel you had to like more pressure on yourself? Like, shit, I have to outwrap him. Like, you know, or not, not exactly. Only, only because I wrote, so I wrote my first verse and then I sent that to him and then he wrote what he wrote and sent it back. And then I was like, I'm going to write some fucking bonkers shit to just tie this whole thing up to like, to wrap it up at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't more of like a, a one upping. It was more of like, I heard his shit on like my music and like, it just fueled me to like, want to push the song a little bit. Friendly competition. Yeah. Always. It's always a good thing. That's how I feel. Like I, I hope like, I wish like Slaughterhouse was, I liked Envision when they went in they there. De- they definitely it, were. Yeah. They like, like, oh yeah, universe they, is good. Shit. I need to rewrite yeah. I think, I think they had a thing like where they talked about that one time where Joe Budden was always the last one to record because he didn't want to be outdone by anybody. Yeah. And then he would, it would literally be like the day before they needed to turn it in, like a couple hours before and he'd add his verse on and then send the whole track. Yeah, I could see it. But yeah, it's it's it seems less of like a, I want to outdo him and more of just like I want to make sure I'm like keeping pace with the with the big dog, you know. What I mean? Yeah, it also sucks when you do a song with someone like when we did Death Wish with you and then your verse is on there and I was like, "All right, well, maybe it's time to hang it up." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. That sucks too. <laughs> Does he, Listen. Ho- hopefully, you experience that one day. <laughs> I mean, yo, know, honestly, I know like we're having fun and joking, but dude, I, it, it would be a lie for me to say that, like, these other artists and DZK influencing my rapping and deciding yeah. to try and do it. I'd be lying if I said that you guys didn't also play a part in that. With oh, that's sweet. Part of my yeah. Dude, thanks, you man. Guys, dude. Especially you. Yeah. Well, tell your, but, tell your fan base that. Like, dude, you want to talk like jealousy? Like, I don't know. Like, Oh, we could do this all night. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stylistically, I definitely ta- have taken thin, th- like, uh, stylistically, I've definitely taken thin, taken things from Brian. And I just, I don't, I wish I had an ounce of the writing ability that you have, Scott. Oh, Your, your writing blows my mind. <laughs> That's the best episode ever. <laughs> Straight up. Dude, if I, if I had... A little bit of your writing ability with like how I want to try to do it, I would feel a lot better. No, you cut out. What'd you say? You cut out. What'd you say? Well, he fucking heard it. (laughs) Put it this way. Put it this way. I heard it. I heard it. You've you've been writing and rapping. Don't even do it. (laughs) Closer to the amount of time that I've been drumming for. You know what I'm saying? So like you have so much more experience and it's evident. Like you could tell it's so like it's it's not loose it's very tight <clears throat> you know what i mean yeah yeah um and uh, i've just there's you've always had a way with like punchlines and shit that i just i always appreciated you know? yeah i mean like it is what it is i'm very <laughs> humbled by it it's super hip hoppy i don't know if that's like i hope i don't want you to take the maybe the wrong uh, it's good hip hoppy that's yeah. what we call them. <laughs> let's not make this about me though so <laughs> no you know what you know what it is i get what he's saying because Scott, you're right. Your writing has honestly always been like it's more like wide. Like you cover a larger amount of topics. 
Mm-hmm. There a lot of times I don't know just me personally like I've always found like anytime I sit down to write like sometimes I feel like the shit I say is repetitive and like it's almost frustrating in a way because you're trying to almost think outside of right. that that comfort zone that you kind of create mm-hmm. and like I've always noticed that like you like it, your your comfort zone rapping wise is extremely broad. But Eric, your and, turn. <laughs> yeah, so when I write, um, these are like the same thing. Like, that's why the no. same. No, but thank you for that, man. Uh, we appreciate it, seriously. Um, so yeah, you man. still teach drumming, though, right? Now let's hold on, hold on. No. Let's not just leave it there. Let's now let's talk about your uh, fucking P90X insanity failure. No, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have. It has to match up perfectly. We just all. Look, raise the bar all the way up here for you. Now we're going to take you back down. Yeah, I'm a melted candle. We get it. <laughs> 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 no, so you still teach drumming, though, right? We won't say the town, but it's the town I live, correct? You teach at correct. that high school? Right. Correct, yeah, I so still teach you there. Get pissed off. Are you like a strict teacher? I hope you are. I really do. Uh, <laughs> it's, Have it's you hit not... anyone with a drumstick? I've, no, I've never hit a student. <laughs> never hit a student. You should watch the last um, episode. <laughs> um, that uh, that last remark kind of threw me off. What was the question again? I apologize. Like you still teach drumming, so like, how hard is it to teach it? Like, cause it's kind of oh, like you asked te- how strict of a teacher I was. That too. Yes. yes. Um. Well, you know, like anything else, the more you do it, the better you get at it. So I feel like I've gotten more comfortable. I kind of got more of my own like system figured out for the high school students. Mm-hmm. Um. But as far as like how strict I am of a teacher, it kind of ebbs and flows. There's moments where it's like, I, like there's moments where if I choose to be too strict, then it's going to give me diminishing returns. Like I'm not going to get what I need from the students. And then there's times where like I'm trying, there's one of me and there's like 15 of them. So I need obviously like quiet, you know what I'm saying? So what do you, and what, I, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Finish. I was going to say, I, I make sure they know, like, kind of what the deal is and, like, when it's time to be a little bit more loose and when it's time to be kind of real. I was going to say, like, have you ever come across a kid that you're just, like, you're not fucking getting it, dude? Like, it's like yeah. somebody who's just not, they don't have the rhythm, they don't have anything. Like, what do you do as a teacher at that? Yeah, it's like me in math class. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've definitely had. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can think of a couple students in particular, for sure, where I've seen them all the way through their entire high school career, all four years. <clears throat> and they just, you know, they just, they weren't drummers, but they were in my drum line type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But they really enjoyed it and they wanted to keep trying it, you know, but even though they weren't really getting it. So for me, with those kind of students, as, as much as I, you know, I come from like the competitive background and I want to push everyone and like get the thing as far as it can go. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're high school students and they need to be having fun. You know, so as long as I can deliver a product for them where they can feel like they're getting something out of it and they're having fun, then that's, I'm good with that. Nice. When did you start the open mics? Like when, like me and Brian never, we didn't really, we never performed, right? Like ever, like. I did twice. Twice. Yeah, you did twice. I did team backpack, but like we never did like open mics because we always looked at it like. All right, there's a bar of seven people. What the hell is the point? But you looked at it as fuck it, that's seven people who could hear me. When exactly. did you get into that? And like, what made you do it? Just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> where was it? And where was it? That's my. Uh, so, New Brunswick, right? Brunswick? Yeah, yeah, New Brunswick. I, uh, I started um, 
October. It was like the very beginning of October. Um, and I guess the thing that made like really just, it, it just seemed like a natural progression, you know? Um, Cause uh, you know, my brother and I spoke about putting to the project uh, yeah. together, like the album together. We worked on it, we put it together. And once it was done, I mean, you know, we were putting it out. It just kind of seemed like the next logical progression. Like if I really want people to go and see this, then I should just physically go, go out and, you know, have people yeah. see it. Um, and it's a platform and, with fast rapping too. You're going to garner attention. Like if right. me and Brian went up there and rapped like, I'm a magic man, but as good as the songs it would be, they'd be like, uh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> but, but like you doing like, it's like, oh my God, what the fuck? Is it this? Immediate, yeah, it immediately grabs people's ears. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So, Basically, what, um, I, even if people don't understand at first what you're saying, they turn like, what the fuck? Who's doing that shit? <laughs> yeah. Because like, it's, it's amazing. It really, that's a real talent. Like it's, it's very hard to do that. I can't do it. I can't rap fast. It's just like I've tried and it's just not good. <laughs> and how was the crowd when you were at the bar? Was it full of people that went there for it or was it people that were just at the bar and then they're like, who are these people, you know, like doing this? So the place that I go to most often, well, was going to most often before lockdown started, um, was uh, the Scarlet Pub in New Brunswick. Okay. And um, so there's like a small... There's like a small company that like hosts the open mics there and it's basically run by this one woman, Caroline. Uh, and she is, she is the greatest when it comes to putting these things together. Um, not only because it's like very professionally done, um, but she's great about making sure that everyone who's there is involved and having a good time. Okay. So it's evolved itself like to the point, like I said, I started going in October and they would hold the open mic every Wednesday. So I would go every week, every week, every week. And the crowds that would show up there would be so good. Uh, they would be there for the performers, regardless of what you were doing. You could be doing comedy. You could be doing poetry. You could be doing like, you could be playing like a harp or something. And like people would an be oboe, quiet. An oboe, an <laughs> oboe. Anything. And people would be like quiet with their beers and like, and, and like attentive. It's, it's, so it's, it's really cool. Yeah. At that, at that spot specifically, because I've been to other places where it's like they yeah. hold open mics, but like no one really gives a shit. You know? I, yeah, I, they're not there for it's so important to have people like that. Like I could I could tell you just from like the comedy side. I went there a couple of times to do the open mic for stand up. Cause they've been having that's been there for a little while now. I don't know if that lady Caroline was running it though. But I yeah, the, I'm not sure how long she's been there. Yeah, the crowd is good there though. That's like one of the better places, but I get what you're saying, but like those things are so important and to have someone that actually runs it and gives a shit about it and yeah. make sure that like the crowd is involved with it because oh my God. you don't want it to be just like a fucking sideshow. Then it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's paying attention to you. And mm -hmm. it's, I mean, with rap, it's one thing it's, it's with music. I feel like you'll get people's attention a little more, but like I could tell you with stand up, like, like it's hard to, get an audience like and grab them if they're not there for that yeah you know, it's difficult 100 percent. i think it's even harder for comedy than it is for music i think people are more willing to hear someone perform a song that's less than spectacular and then clap for them afterwards versus hear a joke be told to them that falls completely flat you just hear the yeah. room just get dead silent the energy well, gets sucked out the problem is too is what i've always said with um comedy <laughs> and rap you know you're good at rap you know, so like, you yeah. know, you're going to get a reaction. Even if you're good at comedy, if it's not the right room, you're fucked. 
Yeah. For sure. Like for sure. And, and it, go ahead. I would say like when it comes, like, I guess, so you said you did it every week. You, you mm -hmm. rapped every week. Do you have the mindset where it's like, this is my best verse. If anybody hears me, I want to them to hear this. Or did you switch it up every time? Because I so feel like with stand-up comedy, it's like you kind of go with whatever is relevant. Like, okay, this happened this week. I'm going to change it. But with a rap, it's kind of like, if you're like married to this verse or these lines, it seems like I'd be like, I want everybody to hear this, but do you feel weird? Or do you even do that every single week? Or do you like, if these people were here last week, I don't want them to hear the same verse. You know what I mean? How does that? How do you gotcha. So when I first started, um, it was mostly about just promoting the album that I had just put out. So the what I was kind of doing was uh, the setup that they had at the open mic was I could do three songs. So every week that I would show up, I would just do a different three songs from my album. And the album had like 17 tracks on it. So for a while there, I was doing like three different songs every week that I okay. would go. But more as of late, it's been a little bit more dialed in where I'll have a, a couple of songs that I'll be trying to showcase, you know, like a song that has been out, a song that is out like new and a song that will maybe out like in the upcoming future. I'll perform something, like that. Okay. Right. something else I wanted to say, just kind of comparing it to like you were saying about comedy before, mm -hmm. you know, when you go up and you do comedy, you're working out your set, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you're, you're working, you're working your stuff out. It's, yeah, it's still of, work in progress. Yeah. And I kind of view, I kind of view me going up at the open mic set as that kind of same thing. Like I'm working yeah. out my chops, you know what I mean? And I always, I always have somebody film it so that I can then go back home later and rewatch my performance, analyze yeah. it and see what I can do different, better, you know, yeah. yada, yada. Right. Yeah. Cause it's one thing to, to go into a studio and record and okay. Yeah. You made this great song. It sounds great. But like, what do you look like when you get up in front of people? You know, it's, it's, it's another thing to hold a mic and be on a stage and have an entire room of people looking at you. And, and even if even if you are fully prepared, a lot of people aren't ready for that feeling. Right. I don't know about you guys, but I've never taken a good photo. So, I mean, what I look like in front of people is the same. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had a thought. I have to get Sorry, that off my on. chest. I gotta find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I have to, I have to ask. Um, probably was that a question? I'm sorry. Like, did he misinterpret? Okay. Were you just? Oh no, I don't know if he lost sight of the question after my comment. Thinking I, oh no, it was, it wasn't a question. I was just adding on to what he was saying. Oh, like all right, all right. When he goes up there, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. even though even though with comedy, like you're working things out, like I may have stuff written, yeah. but like it's not cemented in stone that it's gonna stay that way. Like unfortunately, that is the thing with stand-up. Like yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. start writing, but like until you get out in front of a crowd, like you don't know when shit's ready. But like yeah. it's the same thing with music, like just because he, you know he's going, okay, he recorded this song. And you could always change things in the song. You can go back, but typically you're not going to. But like to get up and perform in front of people, how you know you hold the mic, how you move around the stage, you make eye contact with people. Like those are all the little things that if, when he's videoing himself, he has to go back and work out and say like, yeah. oh, okay, at this point, don't look down at the fucking floor. Don't look up at the ceiling. Right, like, make, right. you know, be engaged with the people, pull them right. into your performance, connect with them, you know, shit yeah. like that. No, yeah, I and now, you. now after doing live performing, that's affected how I approach 
Rock, being in the like studio. Recording. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, now, like before live performing, I looked at studio, like being in the studio and rapping as one thing. And then now that I've been out there and actually done it, now when I go back into the studio, I think about when I'm going to be doing a live performance yeah. and how I'm going to perform it live so that it can be more. Mm-hmm. So you, when, yeah, when you record, like, you know, oh, okay. Especially if you write something down, you're like, oh, when I say this part, I'll do this action and I know I'll get this reaction. Because yeah. I do I do like similar things with comedy. Like if I'm writing a joke, like there are some things I just know. I'm like, okay, this is going to get a laugh. I know it will. Mm-hmm. Just with the way I say it, with the way this action, whatever I do. But yeah. like until you physically go and perform, you won't know that stuff. Yeah. You can't yeah, figure totally that out. That. Totally feel that. Now, excess. All right, I keep trying to say Brian, but I don't know if you guys know <laughs> what I'm talking about. All right, um, I didn't have this written down, but I just thought of it. Okay. Uh, how did you get into the charity shit you used to do? And what made you do it? Because I remember you used to do a charity probably six or seven years ago. I don't know if it's still been running. Uh, you, you tried to get food to the less fortunate, Yeah. right? And was, what was it yeah. called? Are you still doing it? And uh, what made you do that? Let's talk about um, the good side of you. Um, well, uh, it was, it was a fun little adventure. It was pretty much all like just done in house. It was pretty much just like me and my mom. Um, it unfortunately isn't around anymore. Um, but the way, uh, the way it kind of came about was actually the, uh, the Twitch thing. So as I would be drumming for people and, uh, you know, just doing my thing, I would let them know that we have this, uh, you know, the service that we're trying to put together for people to get, you know, people in the state that we live in just access to basic stuff that they should have like food. Um, and it kind of, the Twitch thing kind of like happened quickly. So it just seemed like, you know, I just kind of threw it out there and then all of a sudden there was like 1500 people <laughs> Yeah, were kind of watching it. Um, but what it was, like what we physically did was pretty much uh, we would go out and pick up like anywhere between like, let's say 150 to like 250 pounds of fruits and vegetables. And then we would go and deliver them to a few different places throughout the state who would then put together like packages that they could then go and give out to uh, families in need. So it was pretty cool. It was yeah. pretty cool. It was all just like in-house. We just kind of decided. What to was it. it called? What was it called? Um, for, I remember like the Flyers. You had a mini golf tournament to raise money. Like I'm dude, vaguely drawing blanks here, but like I remember, I, feel, I remember you posting about it. I feel mm. terrible because it's been like a few years now. I, I haven't thought about it. I can't even. Is that something you'd want to redo if you ever made it? You know what I mean? Like give back I, a lot. Yeah, absolutely. If it was within my grasp to do something like that, a hundred percent. 100%. Now you and your always family down. were all good people. You always were, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, if you could do a song with like one artist, man, like if someone's randomly watching, like who would you lose your shit over? Like, it's not gone to your head yet. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute craziest. <clears throat> Cause I know you're into strange music, like it, all that stuff. It would be really hard to pick between uh, tech or M. It'd be really hard to pick between one of those two. Cause Eminem has obviously been like my whole life of listening to rap. Eminem has been there and has always been pretty much like the number one guy. You know what I'm saying? But 
Mm. I was going to say, but tech is more of like the style that I do. But nowadays, Eminem is like doing whatever style he feels that he wants. So yeah. he could probably do the fast rapping stuff just as well, if not better. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, uh, God, that's really hard to, really hard to pick. But I think just based on, <laughs> just based on tech being the one to kind of like give me the influence to like give me that extra little nudge to really go yeah. for it myself, I think I have to give that to him. Nice. <clears throat> if I woke like up and there was a song with Tech Nine and my name next to it, I would not know what to do. Right. <laughs> Do you like Token? Token's kind of fat. I guess he's Token, like the newest of the fastest rappers, I guess. Token's a monster. I love him. I yeah. like, listen, I, I don't want to turn this into like new artists. Like, I like Token. I really yeah. do. I think he's good. I've just been disappointed by a couple of like his out al- the album he put out. Um, But like, he's only 23. So like he's these dudes, young, young dudes. So like you look at guys like UB, like, this dude, and I said that to Brian, when I heard the Read em and Weep song that Brian sent yeah. to me, I was like, this guy is the most polished artist I've ever fucking heard in my life. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> and I am, I am saying that in regard to MJ, Nas, that right. guy, polished wise, flow, right. rhythm. Just like his 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 fucking uh, set, uh his cadence, just yeah, like yeah. The, the slave with the slur mat, like just like oh, uh, like everything yeah. about it. So like token token can get there. I mean he's twenty three. We're twenty three, man. We that dude is levels ahead of all of us. At oh, what is it? Absolutely. Yubi's like Yubi's like, like forty two. Exactly. It takes a while. So like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not even a knock on token. I loved it. I would love to talk to token because like his story, his <laughs> upbringing is amazing. But like. No, you're right, man. Like he's a young dude who's so successful, and I'm very happy for these young guys who could spit. Um, yeah. and actually, fucking getting. Um, I think he's on the Scooby Doo soundtrack. Actually, token. <laughs> wow. But, uh, <laughs> he's, no. he's truly made it. He made it, man. <laughs> Fuck. I'm not on any soundtrack. I'm on no, Philosophize's no. album with you on Australia. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Shout yeah. out to Fize if you're watching. Yo, hell yeah. <laughs> Now, what else you got in the works, Brian? Uh, where can I get one of those hats? Because I'm going to buy one from you. So we just got the uh, website and the merch and store live. Flip it over, bro. Show your name. Like, what the fuck you doing? Mark it. There you go. On the side there. There we go. Yeah. Um, so like I said, we just got the, uh, the website and the merch store up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just xsiqmusic.com. It's got a whole bunch of stuff on there, and we're going to be adding more as we go along. Um musically there's tons on the way as always um so uh i'm i'm in the middle of putting out uh an ep i think there's i've been putting out one song at a time i think there's two or three songs left and that'll be done and the ep is called acting on impulse and the idea is it's a bunch of short and sporadic kind of songs they're like a minute and a half to two minutes and it's it's essentially a a, a verse and a chorus and the idea is it's it's 100% of the madness that you get from me, just in kind of little bite-sized chunks, you know? So right. it's called acting on impulse. Um, my next project that I have coming out after that, I put together, uh, well, from doing my open mic adventures, I've uh, made friends with a bunch of local artists throughout the state. And I wanted to put together uh, a collab album with all of the artists that I've met who I think are awesome and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like, I think nine songs ready to go for that. So, 
And I, I do during lockdown, I've written a handful of songs. So I have a ton of stuff on the good. way. Now, when did you realize you had a following building? Like, cause you do have a fan base. It's kind of starting to get there. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Um, <sighs> and you're a very quiet dude. Like you're, you're a humble, like shy guy. So like, <sighs> Yeah, no offense. Like, it's, no, no, it's fine. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, like, is it just like mind blowing? You're just like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm getting kind of comments. I'm getting, you know, you're you're here, your idols to follow me back. Like, oh my god. Like, I don't want. Like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I think, I think the, and <clears throat> I know I don't want to. I'm I'm barely scratching the surface. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, as far as all that stuff goes. But, um, you know, it, it's. I just try not to think about it as much as it might happen. You know, if, like I said, Godimus tells me you know, like I'm doing a great job or recognize follows me or any of these things happen. I get a song with fucking DZK. I just try to not let it get to my head at all in any way. I just know that the only reason why that they approached me in the first place is because of a certain, you know, amount of work that I've been putting into my craft. So if I just keep putting that amount of work, if maybe even more, who knows, into that craft, then it should just keep progressing and progressing. So I try just I try to not think too much about that. Stuff. And I'm sure Brian could attest to this, and your brother will even tell you, try to learn from our mistakes on what we didn't do. And you know what I mean? Like we we didn't do things right as far as promoting <laughs> ourselves. So just keep at it, man. And I'm sure your brother's talked to you about this. Yeah. Get your name out there. Dude, no you're fucking, I gotta, fucked up 10 years ago. We should have done things so much different. Oh, 100%. Dude, but I got to tell you, your website is fucking official. Like, Thank you. This shit is legit on here. I want to buy some stuff on here. Word. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Get the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, man. Uh, you're so, you got you're sold out of the hats, though. Yeah, because yeah, right he probably bought the last one. The no, 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 no. <laughs> He's wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Only for me. No. They said because uh, of the quarantine, they just, you know, they're low on stock. We'll get back. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, got nothing else. We're going to get to our gun to your head segment. You ready for this? This is the most anticipated segment. Everyone yeah. loves doing it. You ready, Brian? All right, I'll go first. We'll be followed by Faraditch. And since Eric won the last round with the Saurus, as far as I'm mm -hmm. concerned, he gets to go last. Yep. All right? So we'll have a winner each week, each episode, and the winner gets to go last. So hopefully I can get to the top here. All right. So cat dog or hot dogs? Can you say it again? Cat dog or hot dogs? <laughs> Loser. <laughs> yeah, you ruined it. <laughs> Cat dog? Cat dog over hot dogs? Impressive. Yeah. All right. Would you rather fight Andre 3000 or dance for 3000 Andres? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I, would, I don't know which one would embarrass me more. <laughs> I don't know which one I would be more embarrassed after more. Probably dancing for three. <sighs> I just can't stop picturing it. I know. I have such a weird image. I have like two little boxes in my head. And they're both really weird. Like, how would you dance? That's the Maybe just to fight Andre 3000 right. so it's over faster. Right, right. Get knocked out in a second. I get put out of my misery. Catcher in the rye or rye bread? 
I guess Catcher in the Rye. Would you rather listen to Nick Cannon's music or just get shot by a cannonball? Shot by a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No the hesitation. Beach, <laughs> the Beach Boys or The Beach? Gotta go to the beach, personally. Oh man! All right, that's my five. Yes, I hit it with the. Was that five? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my idea. All right, Brian, you're up. I don't, I don't know if I can beat the hundred three thousand. I just thought of that. <laughs> really Literally, I just thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. All right, all right, here we go. So, to win a million dollars, would you rather eat rice aroni for a year, or have to cover Jerry Rice? To win a million dollars? So I'll put an X next to that. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you during show prep. <laughs> I guess I guess eat rice aroni for a year. Oh, God. Okay. Would you rather drum battle Travis Barker or eat a magic marker? <laughs> drum battle Travis Barker. Okay. Uh, would you rather fight Doctor Strange or be examined by a strange doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, I guess I guess fight Doctor Strange and ruin everything about my brain. <laughs> I guess I would have to do that. So far, would you're you... fighting Andre three thousand and Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good for me. <laughs> would you rather arm wrestle the Rock or eat a rock? All right. Well, if I if I arm wrestle the Rock, he's gonna break my arm off of my body. Yeah. But if I try to eat a Rock, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna out. like shatter all my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like to play drums. Okay. Oh fuck, man. But the teeth and the rapping. Okay. No, no, no. But I can get dentures, and I could probably not drum with a prosthetic arm. So I'd go with the eating a Rock. You have a hell of a smile while you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and my and my last one, my tried and true. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> what did Nino Bless say to this? I don't remember. I think he said a hundred. I think one, the yeah, one, one the duck, yeah. Yeah, I want to fight a hunter or anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a horse that's the size of a duck? No. By the time there's like 20 of them, will probably fuck you up. Yeah. But one giant duck <laughs> would also definitely fuck you up. This is a tough <laughs> one. Oh. <sighs> I feel like you'd have a t an easier time with the hundred duck-sized horses. Unless I had like a two-handed sword, and I like could slash the giant throat of the giant <laughs> duck. Out of these duck horses, hundred <laughs> times. I mean, that is a, that's a really really tough one. I think I may have a, a chance. Oh, at escaping the giant duck. So maybe we'll go with that. It's a cage match. You got it. One of you gets out of there. There's no run. Fuck. I know it's that after the. I, I know that after the three thousand. I know that after the Andre three thousand one, Eric was shuffling and rifling to find funnier ones. I saw it. Fucking, I saw him in the corner, just like looking at, like, oh, I need to think of better. Let's get a drawing board. Yeah. Go on, Eric. You're up. 
<laughs> a lot of pressure. Um, Clint Eastwood or Russell Westbrook? For me personally, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Rick Ross or Ricky Bobby? Ricky Bobby. Beethoven or Baywatch? Beethoven. Uh, would you rather uh, encounter a murder hornet or listen to Sting? Listen to Sting. Would you rather go on a fishing trip or trip a fisherman? Trip a fisherman. I get sick as fuck on boats. Okay, <laughs> there we go. You have, I guess I won this week. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't handle the pressure going back to back. That's <laughs> what it is. Well, these are harder. These are harder to, to think about. Yeah. Hey, excellent. Thanks imagine. for coming on, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. Um, Dude, thank you guys all so much for having me. This was awesome, man. I really, really appreciate it.